Michael and Heifert present This Week in Horror. Welcome back, everybody. That's your well, line. who are you? Oh, I'm Heifert. Yeah, I'm Sickle. I'm Sickle like, and Heifert. We're the Ann Howard reviewers. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> what if that people need to know who you are yeah but like i feel like you at know? this point like there's it's pretty definitive like if you were gonna randomly pick out of a hat not of a hat that doesn't really make sense if you had to assign one of us a name and you had two choices sickle and ifrit you probably would you pretty you know you know how it would go yeah, well well uh, what are you saying we don't sound the same we Is don't we absolutely don't sound the same yeah. oh, okay all right not all i, not get, all I mean demons, i guess i guess i guess Okay, uh, fair enough. So, let's talk about yet another thing where you're hating on Hollywood uh, in the news yeah. today. Universal slash Screw Peacock. You, Hollywood. I don't know what Peacock is, but I assume that's NBC. Peacock is a streaming service that stole The Office from everyone. Oh, so it's NBC's. Okay, got it. Um, they're spending $400 million on an Exorcist sequels, which begs the question, does the Exorcist franchise actually separate itself from the Exorcism and Possession subgenre? It's arguably the cornerstone, but what? But it's also the formula for generic possession movies. What does it offer outside of a name? This week on John Lipton. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, I I don't know, man. Like I I, I I mean, I feel like this is a good talk topic, but also I've never seen any of the Exorcist movies, so. All right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um. Counterspelled. I, I, <laughs> Um, I've, uh, I mean, the first one, I, I'm going to go against the grain of like, you know, I mean, as horror enthusiasts, well, first off as horror enthusiasts, we, we should have watched it. But secondly, I just, I feel like I've it. already watched enough of, of it via like gifts and memes and references that I never actually need to watch it because if I watch it, I'm going to like, just realize that I don't like it. It's just be like, this is a yeah, dumb probably. movie, and people are like, why are people scared of this? And you're just like, because they were in a completely different mind state when they watched it. They were children. Uh, like, 100%. Because I, I, that that's kind of the way I feel about now, it. Now, that like, being I've said, the Exorcist 3 nurse scene was kind of freaky. Isn't that well, the that's one? the third one. Yeah, okay. That's the third one. Um, and the third one is, like, highly controversial in, in the vein of, like, is this an Exorcist movie or not? I mean, it is, because it's got some of the characters in it, but it, it, it just... it To me, the third one... It's kind of like, uh, what was the second one in the Star Wars prequels? Whatever that one was called. Oh, Attack of the Clones? Is that right? The, no, no, in the sequels. Oh, uh, Return of, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I... Yeah, but that one, <laughs> where they're like, they're hyper-driving ships into each other, and they're That's awesome. breaking all the rules. And I, I thought that part was awesome. But you can't help but think, why don't they just do that all the time? Last Skywalker? No, Rise of Skywalker. The Last Jedi. That's the last one, isn't it? Last the Jedi, Last Jedi. So, we got there first. like, that one, a lot of people are like, well, canon just went out the window. Like, what's going on here? And, uh, which was fine, but, but that's what happened, is that, like, basically, it kind of messed with canon more than any of the other movies, mm -hmm. and so it divided people. And so that's kind of what Exorcist 3 did. Well, good. Sometimes people Canada need to be divided, I guess. But okay. Yeah, so, I'm okay with that. So what's your... Anyways. Yeah, what's the point on this? So you're saying that... Does... Like, I don't... Why? What's your problem here? What's the problem? I don't I don't think... I don't, I don't think that The Exorcist is really that good of a movie, objectively. Like, the acting is pretty good. Um, but really, if you go and watch it, it doesn't really have much of a flow to it. Like... 
It just, I don't know. I just feel like not, from, like, like a storyteller it, standpoint. Right? They're not, like, redoing The Exorcist. No, 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 no. They're doing this, like, well, they're doing it, they said they're they're doing this, like, uh, they're supposed to be doing it in the vein of, like, how they did the Halloween sequel that we had enjoyed so much, where it just oh, kind of, like, cool. picks up. Yeah. So, that was supposed to, that, or supposedly that's what they're doing. That's the rumors. So that's the, that, that's the route they're taking. So, yes, of course, I love that about it. But what I'm saying is that, like, when I think of possession movies, because there's a lot of them that I like, a lot of the most recent ones, they're fun because they take they put a unique twist on it. And they're basing their model for their film on The Exorcist, which yeah. kicked everything off, which is awesome. Like, I'll appreciate it for, like, it kind of kicked off this its own little subgenre here. But it's also, like, the generic version. Like, you think this The Exorcist is what the exor- kicked this off is, the entire, like, demon possession subgenre? There wasn't any movies before The Exorcist that did that? There were some, but like, but I mean, I, I feel like that's the one that like really kickstarted it. Like, I feel like that's the one that like every that the that the subgenre bases itself on. Can we like, just all agree that the last is, exorcism is the best exorcist movie? Exorcism movie. It's really good. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was really good. Um, I mean even like ones that d- people don't, I mean like that people are kind of iffy on. It depends on who you're talking to. But like exorcism of Emily Rose is really good. Okay. And like it's really interesting because it's it's like. Got oh, a court. It's like half courtroom drama. Taking of Deborah Logan and is another one too. That's really Te- good. Taking of Deborah Logan's a great one. Yeah, yeah I could, like, I could go like, either way on this. I think you're right. Like, but, but I mean, like the, all of those have twists to them. Yeah, that's true. There's a twist that makes it interesting. What's the one that we always forget the name of? Deliver us from evil, where it's like a cop, a buddy well, cop that movie, can be but because you just remembered the name right off the top of your. Head. I know, but we always forget it, and <laughs> I was remembering it like as I was saying, I don't remember. I do it. like Del- Deliver us from evil is probably one of the most unique next to uh, Satanic. What's the one with um, Guy Pierce? Not Guy Pierce. Uh, Tom's Jane. Yeah, Guy Pierce, the Seventh Day. Oh. No, no, the one where the guys in the the guys in the wheelchair and he like he exercises people by using like oh tech- incarnate incarnate yeah. Yeah, that one was really interesting. Um, I, I think that, uh, shoot, uh, um, Stigmata was really interesting. Like, because the whole time you think that she's possessed by a demon and she ends up being possessed by, like, a saint. Whoa, spoilers. It's like trying to... It, movie's from, like, 1995. It's, like, super old. So if you haven't seen it, that's your problem. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, the twist is that he's no she was, like, possessed by... No folks. <laughs> she was... Possessed by, like, a, a, a saint the whole time. And the saint was, like, trying to tell people, like, how to live their lives better and be better people. And I was like, that's super interesting. Like, like it was, there, so all these movies. That doesn't uh, seem very, that doesn't seem very, like, malevolent at all. It is when you're watching it. It's super creepy. Like, it's probably got one of the, it, it, I mean, it, I watched it when I was a lot younger. In fact, I may not even be remembering it correctly, but that's how I remember it. If you just um, came up with that movie off the cuff, you just came up with an amazing movie premise. That would be really cool if I just made it up, yeah. but I don't. I think that I know it's that that some of that has to do with it. But anyways, it's like the all these movies have the ones that are really good have twists. The ones that are just like generic knockoffs of The Exorcist aren't as good usually. Like most of those aren't as good. So it's what I'm wondering is, are they going to bring anything into it that's going to make like... it that's going to take it to another level, or is yeah. it going to just because like to me even the filmmaking style of The Exorcist isn't that good. I, it hasn't aged well for me. And so even if they repeat the same style and approach, that doesn't give me any sense of nostalgia. It's just going to be annoying. I don't, yeah, I don't want to deal with I it. I guess, like, really what the point here is, is that this is the result of something like Steven Spielberg not getting the right, or, like, he got the rights back, I guess, and this is something that could happen with, like, maybe remade Jaws, you know, the company that made it originally. 
is the original creator involved? Like we've having been having the same conversation for like three or four weeks, right? Like of what happens with original IPs, where they go, what takes them to the next level, or are they worth putting time and effort into? If it goes like Halloween, I bet it's going to be really good, right? Like it's going to be really interesting to see like what happens with Exorcist if they take it from the first one and kind of ride with it and don't consider any of the other sequels. But is there the original people involved? Were the original people involved with the Halloween remakes? I don't, I don't know, but I think it's a little bit late for that, you know? <laughs> they can't have, like, a Jamie Lee Curtis come back in because everybody in that movie was already pretty old, if I recall correctly. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of the, the, the couple of the priests, I think maybe the uh, the the second priest, I don't remember his name, but he's in a lot of the sequels. I, I bet that guy's still alive, I'm not sure. Yeah. But, um, I, mean, I mean, like, and I don't know, I would, I, I would imagine that Blair doesn't want to come back Linda Blair doesn't want to come back. Yeah, <laughs> the girl that uh, broke her yeah. back on the bed. Like, I just, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's yeah. all, I, I, I don't know. It's it's just not, it's not a, it's not a franchise that I've ever been super involved in and like, like praised a lot. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate the original. I appreciate the Exorcist 3 for like trying to break new ground and be something different. But that doesn't mean that it's a franchise that I like to go back and revisit. So somebody choosing to go back and revisit it they better have some good ideas i guess that's what i'm I mean, saying and they may way, maybe though, they have some awesome gonna, ideas like if you like it's no 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 dime out of your pocket you don't even want to see it anyway so like best case scenario you get a good movie out of it worst case scenario you yeah. just don't see another exorcist movie <laughs> it's true it's, it's true. true all right let's I'll move on to trailers and speaking of sequels uh we're talking about a lot of sequels <laughs> today so we have yet another other another other other another other trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife, another life. <laughs> uh, this movie's been pushed back so far. I feel like I've lived as long as this movie's been like announced, and 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 yet again, they're still pushing it to Thanksgiving, which is like I get it. You want to make money, but like you know how many people are waiting for this film? Like just release the goddamn movie, and like That's let true. us pay you money for it. Like what is I? It's getting to the point where I'm like. Like I said this last time too, I'm getting really frustrated with it. I, I'm I wonder if I'm gonna be able to enjoy it as much with like the nonsense that's happened with this movie. Like it definitely <laughs> affected my ability to enjoy Black Widow because I was like, this is it. Like this, this is, is what I've been I fucking for? waited for. Yeah. So I'm hoping, <laughs> I mean, it, it gave me goosebumps. The trailer gave me goosebumps. I'm not gonna lie. Like, but it's just like, come on. Like, how much? Do it. Do it now. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, are are you ready to dive into this? Because I've got some opinions on this trailer. Uh, sure. I mean, we yeah. want to talk about other stuff first and come back to this. Oh, you're gonna probably yell at me first. Like, let's just get the yelling out of the okay. way. So, I have a couple of complaints, or no, I have one complaint and one concern. Okay. I guess. You're wrong. Uh, first shoot, foremost. they're both concerns. They're both okay, concerns. But you're both so, wrong about both of them. If for whatever reason you avoid trailers, these I would consider these spoilers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, don't don't listen now. Um, but. I don't. I'm con. I'm concerned about where they're going with these little Stay Puft Marshmallow Men. Like the the to me that 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 scene is a joke. Like it's a joke from the first movie. Like the whole point well, of that thing was that Dan Aykroyd. The callback. The callback's more than one scene. Like, didn't you see the Keymaster or the Gatekeeper there too? Yeah, and I saw the the little Zool dogs. Yeah, yeah. But that that's that was my other concern. Is like. So is Zool just coming back? So this is just I don't it's know. the same villain. That's the thing. And I'm not I'm not even necessarily against that. I'm just 
but like there's a part of me that's like is this gonna feel repetitious because one of the cool parts of this of this trailer is that it felt like it felt like something fresh and new that was pulling it's like almost like it was literally feeding off the nostalgia of the old ones without actually repeating it mm-hmm. is that that's the feeling it gives me and and so i like that but then this new trailer kind of shoved it in my face a little bit yeah. where i'm like whoa this is like re- like literally pulling stuff from the first movie and, and i'm like i don't and I'm just saying I don't know how I feel about that because I like that blend of that feeling of originality that you got from the first se- trailer I, that was still like, yeah. remember these guys? These guys were awesome, but this is this is like this new generation thing that we're kind of introducing, but in a really fresh way. I think and we're just going to be in opposite sides of this because I've like played the video game four or five times now and it's all about the stuff. Like, it, it, this is a... I, I am concerned that this is just a fan movie. Like, this isn't really a movie for everybody. This is a movie for... Like, this is uh, Ready Player One. Like, this is a movie that is filled with nostalgia and callbacks and, like, little pieces here and there and things like just that. Just tons of right? Ghostbusters member berries. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like a movie of Easter eggs, right? And my concern is that it's going to do poorly and we're not going to get any more because not only did we have one movie that people were like, Oh no, women, I hate them. And then the next movie is like, Oh no, nostalgia. I also hate that. It's like, A, there's no pleasing people, but B, if you really set yourself up for that, you better do it like Sonic and not like, you know, some of the other films that failed at it. Yeah. If the peak of your movie is Dan Aykroyd showing up at the end, then didn't you've work done in something the other wrong. Ghostbusters where Bill Murray showed up, so it probably won't work in Dan. Dan Aykroyd's crazy now, too. So, like, he's literally yeah, They both lost their minds. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. move on. Uh, so, suffice it to say, I'm super... I'm going to see that movie no matter what, but, like, I am I have concerns, too. And, again, we're both in the same boat of having concerns, but very different concerns. So, um, yeah. there's a... I'll just get this one out of the way really quick. Uh, there's another Escape Room movie coming out. Uh, Tickle has no interest in it at all, but if you saw the first one, the second one looks cool. That's all I'll say. There you go. Uh, Don't Breathe 2. So, Don't Breathe 1 was a kind of controversial movie for me because I thought it was really cool, but I'd never watch it again because, like, once you watched it once, you pretty much don't need to, which kills it for Sickle, I know, because he's a rewatcher. He's a chronic rewatcher. So, I don't know. How did you feel about first Don't Breathe? I I like the first one, Um, and I've been meaning to revisit it because... I liked the intensity of it, um, and I feel like sometimes like you're able to uh, some of the movies that when they're bi- when they build it really well, you're able to kind of glean some of it on a second viewing, and I feel like I would be able to do that from that one. Um, so yeah, yeah, I've been meaning to rewatch it. I-, I liked it. I thought it was it was pretty good. I, th- I it's hard to recommend to people because some people can't handle that the content towards the end. Um, it's yeah, a bit there's a lot in, of but... stuff in there that. It was like yeah. yeah, it was yeah, it was it was like I think one of those movies that's uncomfortable, and that's where it gets. It it's like not as yeah, maybe it is actually as uncomfortable in different ways as Hereditary, you know, like. And and it reminds me of um, it reminds me of Green Room in some ways, where like oh, I seen that the yet. brutality that movie is. It, I to me that movie is very intense because the it's different than like the thing where it's an alien bursting out of, you know, it's like a human looking alien that's bursting out of itself, you know. It's clearly fake, even though it's awesome. But mm-hmm. it like green room and and don't breathe. Like there's elements of it that are the brutality of it is very human and very real. It's not 
it's not unrealistic the things that are like happening. Hostile, and, like, is are you saying hostile and saw and stuff are unrealistic? It's the free future sound of this. I would say yes, because like, it, like in a lot of ways, those things it's so over the top, mm -hmm. and the way it's filmed is over the top that it doesn't have the same effect to on you that like, well, at least for me personally, it doesn't have the same effect as like a movie like Green Room has, where somebody's getting chopped with a machete and they're screaming bloody murder, and it's like because that guy is such a good actor. It's it's literally hurting you. Like you're watching this movie, and you're like, ugh, my heart. Like it, it like and the way that it messes with your brain because your brain's like, this is actually happening to somebody. And it, it, I never, I'd never really felt that with a Saw movie. Yeah. But with Green Room, I felt that, and elements of Don't Breathe, I could feel that. Uh, not even not to one, the same degree as Green Room, yeah. but the second one looks like it's taking a totally different adventure. Like it is. It's, it seems more like a kind of like it's amping up the action a little bit because it moves away from the. Like bottle episode of being in a house, not bottle episode. The the one scene, the one location shot stuff, um, and it definitely twists around the story from the first one. So I don't want to. I actually want people to watch this trailer. So I think you go watch the trailer if you like the first one or even interested in the first one. Uh, the second one's very different. So you, I think you'll like it if you like the first one. But also if you didn't like the first one, maybe take a look at the second one because at least the trailer seems like it might be kind of taking a different approach to it. Yeah, which I like. I like that it's carrying over um, some elements. But like, you're you're watching this trailer and you're like, how is this all connecting? Which makes it more interesting because you yeah. know they will. Mm -hmm. and, and and you're like, this is really intriguing. And and I like that the the change a little bit of the change in style. They're carrying over some of the same style, but introducing some more actiony elements that feel almost like blind John Wicky. Um, and and I don't know. I've, I've I think that's interesting. You know what's going to be awesome is if the twist is that the guy ends up being. Um, the same guy from He Never Died, and he's just older and more blind. Yeah, right? That would be really funny. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about one more thing. Uh, we'll talk two more things. Chucky, the sci-fi series, finally got an actual trailer. Um, which is great, because I think this it looks... It's not taking from the Child's Play movie, which the new one with, with Mark Hamill. It's kind of looks like it's taking the old... It's got the old... Uh, you know, good good guy doll and stuff. So, I, it looks cool. Like it looks like it's gonna be right exactly. I don't know. It looks like they're doing a horror movie series right that way, and I, I'm excited for it. I'm really excited for it, yeah. honestly. Like straight up. Yeah, it feels like um, it, it feels like the movies, like the first couple of '80s movies, but just drawn out through a series, um, and not in a bad way. Not like it's just going to extend it out longer than it should. They're it looks like it's building a good a good world, mm -hmm. and I'm excited. Yeah, I think it looks pretty good. My, I think my only concern is that it is on because it is supposed to be. It's on sci-fi, right? Yeah. That I think that might be my only concern is that I don't know personally of any sci-fi shows in a long time, like since I was a kid, basically that I've thought oh, were well been, produced, you're, you're, well quality shows. You're wrong. Like you're basically just wrong. It's it'll be great. Uh, I don't mean <laughs> like I understand why someone might say that. But I also understand that if you're saying that, you truly don't understand what sci-fi did for, like, the movie industry in a certain times. You know, like, it made these crazy movies a little more accessible. Regardless how your feelings on Sharknado are, they created a, like, literal genre or started a genre. You know, like, these things are things that we make fun of, but they're also things we always talk about and are iconic. And the TV shows from sci-fi are great. They have purview to do anything. Warehouse 13 is one of the best series ever. Like, ever. 
You have things like Haven, which is really good. You have stuff like like Lost Girl is a great show about like you know sexy people and like buffet and all this kind of crazy stuff. It's a Monster of the Week show. You have things like um, oh, what did they come out with? Uh, Vigil or wow, what I'm thinking of. Um, there's another one that they did, and I was like super impressed with it. But suffice it to say, like that they they know they kind of I trust them. They know what they're getting into. And didn't they do Channel Zero too? I think they did. So, like, I mean, I can't ever get mad at them for that. Like, absolutely not. So, <laughs> and so, yeah, like, I, 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 I think mean, that most of my experience. I mean, just to be honest, but most of my experience from Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, I mean, there was definitely a period of time there where I was dirt po- dirt poor, where I had no access to it at all. Um, and so it's probably been twenty years. And so all of my thoughts on it are really old, cheesy stuff with like really crappy CG effects from like you know twenty years ago. But even so, that, even that, like they they took the, they they did their own D and D movie series, and like it it was so cool for someone like me who just wanted to see that stuff live when they just started playing. Oh man, it, yeah, even though it was super cheesy, and but it's like you get you get what you get, man. Like I don't, I'd rather have a cheesy version of a D and D movie that does some cool, accurate stuff with D and D and uses all the magic than what the D and D movie actually was. That was the big Hollywood movie, you know. So like, I'm kind of like. I guess I'd give them a little leeway, which probably has a lot to do with why I like shitty movies a lot. <laughs> I completely forgot that they made a D&D movie. They made, not, they didn't make the first one. They made two subsequent movies, which were really good. But oh, no, I I, I, don't, I didn't mean they as in sci-fi. I meant they as in people. <laughs> yeah. I, I just... yeah. <laughs> All right, there's one trailer we should talk about, though, that this has us both really excited. It's the newest James Wan movie called Malignant. Uh, check this trailer out, man. Like, uh, so I was like, okay, what more can James Wan do? That's just not the same shit over and over again. And this movie looks like it looks like kind of like when we just talk about that horror adventure genre. It looks like a like dark horror adventure because it's got like action and shit in it. Yeah, this one um, looks more interesting than I was expecting. I I, I mean, I wasn't. I, I'm I'm one of those people that loves. I love the James Wan stuff. And um, I know that sometimes um, in our fancy little new world that we live in, that when things become too popular, then you're supposed to hate it. But I still really like James Wan. Um, and so, like, just him doing a scary movie makes me happy. Uh, so I was I was looking forward to it from that perspective. But like you said, like, I, was, well, I wasn't sure how it would be different. And this feels different. And I remember that uh, I'll tell you how I found it. Um, cause usually I go look this stuff up, you know, I, I'm trying to find the latest stuff and this one just popped up randomly, like in between, I don't know, you know, sessions of something else that I was watching on YouTube Yeah. and I almost skipped it cause I always skip everything. And so and but it's, then yet the, it's another like starting... movie, horror movie that starts with an M there's like uh, yeah. a bajillion of them and they're always one word and it's like, okay, which one is this malevolent manifest? Like Ma- Ma- uh, Male- Maleficent. Yeah. Male- yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, whatever. So I was like getting ready to skip it and I'm watching it. And I'm like, this seems like a good production. Like this seems well produced. What is this? And so I just get, like sat there and watched it. And I was like, this is different. Oh, okay. And then like, the, like I was on this roller coaster ride on this trailer. Cause I, the, like at the beginning I was like, oh crap. Is this one of those movies where it's like, oh, the, the lady, like when she sleeps at night, she sees the serial killer and so she's like getting visions of the series. I'm like, this has been done a hundred times, and I don't know why people keep doing that. Yeah. But then, like, as it progresses, it starts going down this like demonic rabbit hole, and I'm like, whoa, this is getting crazy. But it even and then I find out that it's the one that we've been waiting though. for. 
Like, it doesn't even commit to demons or demonic stuff. It, it, they like gives you some kind of imaginary friend vibe, but they call it the devil, and you're like, okay, maybe that's just a euphemism. Like, I don't know. I'm very interested to see what happens with this movie. <laughs> and and sometimes I think this stuff is mislabeled, but I'm pretty sure that it's technically labeled as sci-fi horror too, which yeah. adds a wrinkle. You're like, wait, I'm not getting sci-fi vibes really. So how is this sci-fi? Like, it, which makes me more excited. And that's like, not the same I one. Feel like that, this yeah, I, keep, I got this one confused with the Neil Blomkamp one. Like, like, because... Yeah, demo- I think, what's yeah, that one called? Demonic, like, demonic or yeah. something? Yeah. Because it was like... But both, I'm excited for both of them. Yeah. I think they're both going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, I wanted to follow... We're almost... We're not quite out of time, but we're getting there. Um, I wanted to follow up with the Fear Street stuff. Because I talked about one and two, and I guess I wanted to talk about three real quick. So, like, number three is the one that kind of explains more of the story. I guess I don't want to get into it for the spoilers, but because it's actually really good to watch the whole thing. And I think what they did was really great. I just feel like that they picked a genre for the third. So, the third movie has two halves, basically. One half is like them explaining part the part that happened in 1666, and the other half is modern day, which is, well, sorry, the 90s. It finishes the 90s movie from the first one. And um, they kind of, like, had a little bit of a kind of, you know, don't hate people because they're different and kind of thing in the first one. But they, like, super leaned into it in the third one for, the, for like, the 66 time where there's, like, a lot of political commentary on how, like, Anglo-Christian Protestant people hated anybody that was different and called them witches and all this stuff. And, witches! Yeah, and witch. so, like, part, part of it was actually legit witches and part of it was, like people getting accused of being witches because they loved each other and they're both ladies and it's like i don't know i i, I again i get kind of triggered when people when like too much i get i get horror supposed to be a reflection of society and but it's not supposed to be like just straight society you like you got to be a little bit creative with like how you're doing stuff and i love when people show and they kind of analyze how like you know, Friday the 13th and these kinds of, like, slasher movies are, like, indicative of these things that were happening in society and all that stuff, you know? And it's like, how did you even get there? That's crazy. It's the conversations you have about them that make them cool. And when you watch a horror movie that's just straight up like, oh, no, people in the past hated everybody that wasn't them. It's like, okay, that's not really commentary. It's, like, just showing that this has never been, this has always been a problem. And so I didn't really like the first half, but I thought the third, the second half of the, the third movie was great. Like... I think it's worth watching all of them just because um, I love I love them all, except for the first half, the second one, or third one. <laughs> How long is it, approximately? Is it like two Three hours? Three movies worth. <laughs> Are you talking about the third? Well, movie, yeah, or? I just mean the third section. Yeah, the third. It's the, I think it's the, the sh- I think it's about the same time as the rest of them. They don't spend a ton of time in 1666. It's about oh, okay. maybe a little longer, but I, I think they're all around the same time. I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay, I was just curious. Like, I, I'm just picturing kind of an uh, almost an epic. Which I, I mean, I know it, there, it's not in the style of an epic, but that that's kind of I'm picturing. So for some reason, I'm picturing like two hours for each one at least, and then there's three of them, and so it's kind of like you know, sit down for the long haul kind of thing. I don't know. Well, if you watch them all at once, yeah, you're watching three movies in a row. So like, of course you're in, in it. You're in it because like that's a lot of movies to watch in a row. But it's cool to watch them all in a row. Um, how did how did you feel about the how did you feel about the writing as a whole? Like, did did it feel like it really came together? Like, yeah, it was a really it was, it was really cool. smartly done. I thought the twist was really cool, and 
it kind of it makes a lot of sense and it, it, it I don't think it's like you know it's no like Christopher Nolan movie right but um I thought it was done pretty well and you know I don't see a lot of movies that have those through arcs like that like a three movie through arc that are done that quickly you know usually it takes four years for you know a three-part trilogy to come out and so you have a lot of time to think about like what you're doing and how you're writing and what kind of things are going to play into it right like the when's the last time you can remember a three-part trilogy coming out that wasn't an mcu movie <sighs> Oh yeah, for sure. Like that, that, the whole thing just felt very ambitious to me. Yeah, and, and especially from a horror perspective, it's not something that's done very often at all. And I think that's probably why I might be giving it a little leeway, because like even if the writing was kind of bad, like I respect the release schedule and I respect what they were trying to do. So I don't know. I I would check, maybe take a watch at it and see. It'll be worth your time. I I guarantee you, you won't hate every minute of it, but you might dislike some of it, just based on the fact that we like different movies but i think you'll enjoy enough of it that'll be worth it yeah i've been meaning to 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 go back and revisit it especially since you've been talking talking it up so much so um it better be good or you know but i'll fight you i don't know <laughs> fair enough i mean you don't win I mean, you'll, okay. yeah i know but I, I, i've got to do something i guess <laughs> so yeah. let's talk about this next section of movies because i think this is more than just eco-horror, it's like a thing that happens all the time in Hollywood forever and we'll never get rid of it. Uh, uh, it's like Gaia, Unearth, and Into the Earth. I've never heard of either of these movies, but it's like, <laughs> you said that there's a boom in eco-horror. I've never heard of that genre either. I assume that that's like something that has to do with like the Swamp Thing, but that's probably in my mind. And you also said, like, <laughs> why do similar films tend to come in twos and threes? And like, I think that's a just genuinely Hollywood thing. You know, you always see, like, a movie come out and you're like this other movie's coming out and it's like that looks exactly like that other movie i just saw you know like i can't it's, it's uncanny how similar these movies seem yeah and i don't know how that happens or, or why it happens i i feel like i looked into it a while back and there was a decent explanation for why it it's probably it has something to do with like com competition right like uh, no no movie company in its right is gonna like, just let someone come out with a new premise without having their own version so I, like when I hear someone, because there's probably a lot of insider stuff that happens in Hollywood. So when someone hears about a new script that's kind of unique, they probably try to make their own version, right? And it's in order to be competitive. But I don't know if that's actually true. That's my theory. I feel like all three of these movies. Uh, there's one of them I haven't seen yet. Into the Earth, I believe, is the one I haven't seen yet. Um, but it, it it has the premise I can tell is very similar um, in some aspects to the other two, and it, it's it's almost like these three movies were like. You know, the happening sucked really bad, but what if we did it right? Like, what if we made it to where nature just makes us go crazy? Um, that seems like it's almost kind of the premise for at least two of them. Um, and uh, it's just, ba they're, all three of them seem to have something to do with, about, with like a fungus that just starts to like... So it's like a worse version of Splinter. Yes, yeah. Like, a, well, at least a less exciting, like... Yeah. Uh, le less entertaining version of Splinter. Like Splinter, if I were to compare them all, uh, Splinter would be uh, head and shoulders above the rest. The movie's but so good. If you haven't watched Splinter, it's go so watch good. it. It's such a great movie. It's so good. One of my favorite movies. And um, it, but, like, yeah, like like Gaia uh, has um, some pretty like interesting stuff involving like these like fungus monsters and monsters, like, just like it, legit monsters. Yes. 
And what sucks about that movie, um, I actually did a review of them both at the same time because I was like, I, this is annoying to uh, to review them both separately. But I'm watching this movie and I'm like, cool, fungus monsters in the first like 15 minutes or something. And then they just show up less and less as the movie goes along. I'm like, this is backwards. Like, why am I not seeing more of them? I'm seeing less of them. And you're getting really heavy on this god complex element that you seem to be wanting to focus on and things are starting to get trippy and... I wish she would have focused more on the fungus monsters. And then the other movie is nothing for an hour and 15 minutes and then absolute chaos for 15 minutes. Is it good chaos? Absolutely. It's it's really disgusting and awesome. Which but movie is that? it is only for like 15 minutes. Uh, Unearth. Okay. Um, which, is, which is... The only problem with that one is that the first hour is really, really heavy-handed messaging against fracking. Like to the point that I feel like an anti-fracking organization funded it. Like it's so heavy, oh, so it's like and I don't. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. And and uh, kind of to your um, to semi to your point earlier, like, I don't mind nuanced messaging, even if I don't agree with it. Um, yeah, I don't mind it, but when it's in my face and you don't put it like nuanced into the story, and it's you're not you're not giving me any credit as a human being watching something with a brain. Then I get annoyed. But to and, be fair, like a lot of people are human beings watching movies without a brain nowadays. So I guess it's are not. It's like our fault for not being stupid enough. Which is unfortunate because I feel like <laughs> it, I feel like in a lot of cases, um, like especially in low budget films, they tend to be willing to take that chance of like, yeah. well, we're gonna we're gonna you know assume that our our audience is smart enough um, to pick up on it. And in this, that was just like. Liter- it was almost like they were saying lines like it, there were like lines in the movie that were like fracking is bad look what it's doing to this family and I'm like this I, I get it like you didn't have to shove it down my throat like, <laughs> but and then, but then like the last 15 minutes is like oh crap you're right I'm sorry I forgot we're a horror movie watch this thing burst out of this person's <laughs> face and they, this, these people all go crazy and start killing each other and I'm like okay there we go alright All right, we're out of get time, some crazies so- uh, thanks for listening this week. You know, let us know what you thought about what we talked about. Um, are you in for another Exorcist movie? Are you excited about Chucky? It's Malik, good to you. And, uh, you know, we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye.